the Greenies Inventor is at it again, a new dental treat on the market. Welcome to this special podcast courtesy of Animal Health Digest, a premier content curation service collecting and commenting on actionable information for people working in animal health. I'm Brendan Howard, and today we talk with Joe Rately, PhD, about something almost all dog owners buy, treats. Rately and his wife were the masterminds behind the Greenies Dental Treat before selling it to a big dog in animal health, Mars, way back in 2006. Now, this serial entrepreneur has designed a new treat, also for dogs and also for dental health, Yummy Combs. After selling Greenies, most might have sailed off into the sunset, but nope. Rately had more ideas for palatability, as well as a honeycomb shape that he says helps scrub the tooth while dogs chew without harming their gums. So, let's find out how healthy the new treat is, why the world needed another dental treat, and how hard it is to get the Veterinary Oral Health Council stamp of approval for a gingivitis fighting treat. But first, I have to ask, Greenies, how did this iconic treat happen in the first place? If you're an inventor, or you love them, it's always good to get re-inspired by an inventor. Well, Greenies was almost an accident, actually. Uh, I worked for the federal government for 18 years, and uh, we had two Samoy dogs. Both of our sons had one, and they both had, I mean, terrible halitosis. They were literally stinky off the deck. They were outside <laughs> dogs. And my wife got this crazy idea. She had uh, bought a lot of products from vet uh, clinics and pet stores trying to clean up the dog's breath. And she wasn't making progress. She goes, okay, Joe, you got to do something about this. You got to clean these dogs' breath up. And I go, yeah, sure. How do I know this? I had worked for the Department of Agriculture for a number of years. And I, I did know a few odds and ends, but not very much. And not had done anything in the pet arena before. So I also went to my dentist here at the University of Missouri Dental School. And I was telling him about this dog problem. He said, well, maybe I can help you. And I said, how would that be? He said, well... The protocol kind of for human products is mice or rats, dogs, and then humans. And he said, so there's a lot of information in our library. You can't get to it, but I can. If you want, I'll just go ask the librarian to pull everything she can find on it that would seem relevant. She did, came back with about four inches a stack of journal articles, and I went through them. If there was something I thought was interesting, I highlighted it and put it to my right. If it wasn't, it just went off my desk and into the trash can to forever be forgotten. And so I came up with a couple things that I thought looked interesting. It was kind of like baking a cake, but no liquid ingredients allowed, okay? So I was just putting things basically from the pantry together, stirred them up, gave it to the dogs. They liked it. And so I kept doing that for you know, I wish we'd have kept track better, but we don't know how long, a couple of weeks maybe. And Judy one morning goes, do you know how much better Ivan, notice how much better Ivan and Katie's breath is? And I go, no, because see, my objective was to get her off my back, <laughs> not to fix the dogs. The dogs didn't, didn't bother you as much. Yeah. No. So I go over and darn, we've got them about 75% cleaned up. And so we turned that into a uh, Greenies, the company. I fired Uncle Sam. We actually went three years without an income. My wife became known as the all-time reigning queen of rolling credit cards. And uh, <laughs> after the three years, it took off like this mad crazy. And it was a run uh, that you can't dream this in your wildest dream because we went for five years then with our growth at 
sales growth at 75% per quarter. And that's the greeny story. So you made the great dental treat. The company was sold. You made some money. Why did you need to make this new dental treat, yummy combs? You'd already made the iconic treat. You're done. Like retirement, man. Well, a couple things real quickly, if I may. <laughs> sure. Uh, one, I don't give up that easy. I'm a very passionate and persistent person. In fact, I've got a distant relative from Switzerland that he's so much more passionate, persistent than I am that he actually ran the distance of the uh, circumference of the world. And then he crossed the Atlantic Ocean in a uh, 22 foot by five foot canoe. That's passion. Okay. no backup, no backup. This goes out and does it. And so I wanted to do more for dogs. I love dogs and I wanted to do more. And I think there's some things we can do and have done. And after we sold Greenies, we did have one golden opportunity that I can't pass up here. We took some money and put it in a charitable foundation. We have built about 350 homes down in Guyana, South America, by far. I mean, this isn't even close. The most gratifying work of my life It is this off the charts. And so we've built houses and uh, wells and schools and all kinds of things like that. And we have some in Guatemala uh, houses there in Nicaragua. And we've got a couple of deep wells in Africa. And we do some pet therapy work that's really good stuff too. And so what we're really trying to do is help inspire people and help them to get where they can help themselves better. Enough on that for now. Why another dental treat? What was the idea that inspired it? Why did you well, want to do it again? I wanted to do something to clean teeth better and freshen breath. I wanted to do something about nutrition. And then I wanted to do something about safety because safety gets way underestimated, I think, in terms of the welfare of dogs. And so I had these things. I also have about an 80 tree fruit orchard. And I was mowing out there one day back and I don't know what year it was exactly, about 2014, 15, somewhere in there. And as I was mowing, of course, my dog has to be running at my side. And there was some bees kind of buzzing around me. And all of a sudden, so I had this bolt of lightning kind of ideas out of the sky that if, if you can comprehend this, it's not easy, but if you could think of a hockey puck that's hexagonal. Okay. Perimeter, okay. So it's, it's kind of wide and flat. And then if I put a bee's nest, the interior of a bee's nest, the cells on top and on the bottom, I have a treat that will do a lot of things. The dogs, when they uh, bite on this, their teeth go through both sides, okay? But not through the middle because I don't want the teeth to go so far that they go damage the gums because that's very dangerous to the dog actually from a health perspective. So what this does is these ridges allow this product to floss 360 degrees around the teeth. And if you count the number of uh, surfaces here, on some of our sizes, it's up to 256 cleaning surfaces. And this is why it's done so well. It did very, very well in the uh, VOHC testing, Veterinary Oil Health Council, and has the VOHC seal. And uh, we're working on another product now that we think is going to get it. Also, it's just basically a slightly different formula for uh, you know, dogs are kind of like people. Some of them like one thing better than another. And some of them are allergic, like this is made from chicken, our original. There are dogs that are allergic to chicken protein. 
you mentioned safety, and I think a primary thing about safety about these treats, especially because they're people may be used to the standard treat is it's crunchy, but it breaks up and it's just really meant to be eaten. Boom, the dog crunches it up, swallows it, eats it, done. These ones are supposed to stay in the mouth a little bit to do that cleaning. I mean, some dogs wolf down a greenie or another dental treat, but they're not supposed to. What was the safety aspect of this, especially when it comes, I think choking is probably the primary worry. Choke, gulping and choking, yeah, that that's the big deal. So what we, that concept that I had, that brainstorm lightning bolt, was that if you built a hexagonal shaped product like this and uh, you can keep it from just being gulped down and causing a choking problem. So we were fortunate, Dr. Jan Bellows, a board certified vet dentist helped us with this. He measured the opening, the throat opening sizes of dogs by weight classes. Mm -hmm. So we have five sizes of these for different weight classes of dogs. And so they're Actually, the yummy cones are built so they're wider than that throat opening. So the dog can't gulp it immediately, has to chew on it, okay? <laughs> and But that doesn't totally solve the, the potential choking problems because they could choke, you know, chunk off a good-sized piece and, and still have problems. But we went three steps further than that. First, uh, this is all thin wall. If you look at this on any of the sizes of yummy combs, other than the extra large, it's a tad bigger. But other than that, the thickness of the wall is under 200 thousandths of an inch thick. So it's kind of like if you were frying a piece of lunch meat real quickly, throw it in the skillet, hot skillet, and it's just about time to turn it over because it's so thin it doesn't have to cook long. And then you go to the other side. Well, this is a, kind of the same way in terms of dissolving. It will dissolve much faster because the walls are thin. But in addition to that, our biochemist came up with an ingredient that we put in that causes it to dissolve very quickly. And then he came up with another in, well, it's actually a complex of ingredients that make it very, very slippery. It's this difficult to pick one up off the desk if it's laying on the desk and it's wet. So if it gets wet, either by water or by saliva, actually will work off of gastric juices in the stomach too, it, it gets real slippery. What does slippery do for the dog? If it's caught in the throat, the dog's natural instinct is to cough. We think that we can, and we have a few people that have told us that they their dog has kind of done this, cough and it's so slippery it will fly out it will expel it out of the mouth <laughs> and get rid of it so so there's really those three things that work together in addition to wider that work on safety what a lot of people don't know and it's it's really sad but i've seen data that says about 200,000 dogs a year actually choke on items terribly traumatic uh for the dog for the owner and for the vet that's caring for it when that choking occurs and a blockage occurs or a, whether it's a throat blockage or a bowel obstruction, either way. And so what our data shows is that this will dissolve or soften a lot 12 times faster than any of the other 15 treats that we had in the test. Okay, so it's got, it has two two honeycombs facing away from each other with a wall between them. Right. So the tooth doesn't go all the way through and lock in. That's right. Yeah. Because that floor that's in the center 
keeps the tooth from going through and therefore it doesn't run up and damage the gum because here's the real problem with with tartar buildup on teeth. Tartar builds up. It gets between the gum and the tooth and little calcified pieces kind of break off and get in there between the gum and the tooth. And as the dog is chewing and thing, it rubs the gum sore. The gum starts to swell. Now you have gingivitis, first stage gum disease. If it continues, it will rub it to where it bleeds. Now you have periodontal disease. So we're cleaning the teeth. We're running it through these little honeycomb hexagons. Yes. Made sure it's slippery. So if it goes down, they can cough, they can cough it up. Yep. Uh, keeping it together long enough so they don't immediately choke. It doesn't go straight down the throat. So tell me how weight control came into your formulation because that's a big concern with people, especially with dogs. Well, I, I grew up on a farm and have been around animals and feeding animals all my life, basically, and have three degrees from colleges of agriculture. So uh, that's kind of my background. And so I looked at it and I look at it from kind of a biology perspective. First off, you have a dog is a carnivore. They basically eat meat in nature. Uh, I haven't seen many dogs out in the fields just eating grass. They'll eat a little grass from time to time, but right. they don't really get their, a lot of their nutrition that way in nature. So I started looking at what, what percentage of treats are starch. Uh, I ask people now all the time, you know, anybody that's any, a person that's on a diet to lose weight and practically everybody says, well, yes. And I ask them how many of those people that you know that are on a diet to lose weight are on a starch diet? I'm still waiting for my first response in the positive on that. Because if you look at diets for people, and dogs are quite like people in terms of their digestive system, uh, nobody goes on a starch diet to lose weight. They'll be on a protein diet of some type. So this product is basically protein. This has 47% protein. We guarantee 44%. That's what's stated on the package. But analytically, it's 47%. The starch content of this is under 7%. Now, the dogs need a little starch. There's some things about starch that are good for dogs, and they need some. But what we're doing is many, many products are 40% or more starch. So we've basically reversed the starch protein ratio from what most of them are. How hard was it to get VOHC certification for tartar control? I know VOHC can be difficult to get. Oh, it's not easy. It's very, it's very strenuous. It's got a very strict protocol. And uh, we had the uh, situation where with five sizes, we had to actually test two different sizes in order to get them for all. So it's a, it's a fairly long and it's very expensive. Uh, in our case, we've got between four and $500,000 wrapped up in VOHC. Okay. But I, it, it's the by far the most validating thing that's out there. And one of my concerns always is uh, there's a lot of marketing that goes on and people put dental on products or clean teeth or something like that. But do they, does the product really do what the marketing claim says? And that's where VOHC really comes in. In my opinion, we showed scientifically a 46% reduction in halitosis or bad breath. Uh, with the product. And that was giving uh, the dog one appropriately sized yummy comb per day for 60 days. And that's it for this special podcast. 
Thanks to our guest, Joe Rayley. Find out more about Yummy Combs at PetsBestLife.com and find out more about he and his wife's philanthropic work at LilRed, L-I-L-R-E-D, Foundation.org. And join us next time for more conversations with smart people in animal health. You can always sign up for our newsletter at AnimalHealthDigest.com. And no matter where you are, what you make, or what you do, thanks for devoting some of your time today to thinking about one of the greatest industries around, animal health.